to you live from the Vegas Video Network Studios, just steps from the Las Vegas Strip, it's golf and other four-letter words. And now your host, you've heard him on ESPN, Fox Sports, and Sirius XM Radio, Mr. Dennis Silvers. Well, thank you very much, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Golf and Other Four-Letter Words. As mentioned, right here on the Vegas Video Network. Glad to be sharing the next 30 minutes with you. We've got a great show uh, in store for you. Got some great golf tips with Bob May at the uh, end of the show. Got some uh, very, very good stuff in birdies and bogeys. And, of course, we're going to talk about a little tournament that uh, just concluded yesterday at Augusta National uh, called the Masters. Very, very exciting. Hope you had a chance to uh, watch as much of it as you can. And by the way, hope everybody celebrated a nice uh, Easter Sunday yesterday and found lots of chocolate eggs and all of that stuff. I, I felt terrible yesterday because I forgot it was Easter and I, uh, I had rabbit for dinner. I'm, okay, that that's, that obviously is going nowhere. That's going nowhere. It's going Here nowhere. It all right, all right. We'll we'll uh, we'll continue. Anyway, let me get right into the show and introduce a gentleman I've known for a long time here in Las Vegas. You're a lot of you out there that are golf fans probably are familiar with this gentleman as well. A uh, PGA Tour a professional, played both uh, on the PGA Tour, a little bit on the Nationwide Tour. Has a new venture going on in his life. There he is that we'll talk about. Uh, so let's give it up right now for Mr. Bob May. Robert, how are you? Good. Doing great. Glad you could make it. Glad to be here. Thanks for dressing. Coming right yeah, from the lesson. I had no idea your knees were that hairy. Oh, no, they're really uh, hairy, aren't they? Too. We it's couldn't get a scary, camera. Huh? It is <laughs> a little bit scary. Anyway, uh, I mentioned Bob has a new venture. We're going to talk about it a little bit more in... Uh, uh, in the broadcast, but real quickly, uh, Bob, along with former tour player Jeff Gallagher, has started the Bob May uh, Golf Academy out at Silverstone, which is in the northwest part of the valley. And uh, real quickly, how long have you had that thing uh, up and running and well, off we, the ground? We opened about a month ago. Okay. So it's brand, brand new, new. Brand new and fresh, and we're ready to go. All right, we'll tell you more about it, because I know people here in town are always looking to uh, get better, as I am. And and find some uh, very, very good instruction. Bob turned pro in uh, 1991, joined the PGA Tour in 94. Uh, Bob has three second place finishes uh, on the PGA Tour and uh, in 1999 won uh, the British Masters, which was uh, a very, very nice accomplishment. What do you remember about that win over there, Bob? At the British Masters, uh, well, one thing is I was in the final group with Colin Montgomery. Great. He'd won five times already that year, so it's like, wow, you know, you're going against a guy, you're three shots behind starting the last day, and uh, got off to a quick start. You know, after uh, what I remember is after six or seven holes, I had a three-shot lead on him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, trying to win your first tournament, it, you know, you keep on thinking about things, and it's like, no, don't get ahead of yourself. You know, one shot at a time, one hole at a time, you know. Everybody hears that, but you really got to do that. Yeah, I, and, Colin, and and he's actually one of my favorite uh, people to watch, but I, I'm sure was he expressing, uh, as he typically does, any displeasure with you beating him around the golf course? Well, you know, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't happy. He, yeah. was, he was trying to break uh, Seve Ballesteros' record of six wins in one year. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he was trying to get that sixth win, and uh, unfortunately, as they call us over there, sometimes is septics. Right. The septic right. had to stop him. 
Yeah, no, that's, that is a, a very, very uh, nice story and a great win. Uh, also, you might remember Bob, and I'm sure he's heard this ad nauseum. Uh, uh, Bob was in a playoff with uh, Tiger Woods uh, in the year 2000 at the PGA Championship at a great, great venue uh, in Valhalla. I'm sure you still have people coming up to you and reminiscing about that. I do. I have people asking me about it every day. You know, hey, I still remember that. You know, that was great. You know, man, what was that? Two, three years ago? I'm like, no, think about it a little harder. Now, yeah. Oh, okay, four or five. I'm like, yeah. Nope, <laughs> yeah. it's going on 10. <laughs> and now, now it's going on uh, 12, you know. Yeah. So yeah. It's, uh, it's great that they still remember it as well as they do. Very, very exciting. I remember watching it just glued to the set. It was, uh, it was absolutely uh, incredible. We're going to talk about the Masters, of course, coming up. You played in the Masters in 2001. I think you had a T43 uh, Bob, briefly, how much has the golf course changed from what you saw this past weekend from when you played it? Well, when I played it, there was no rough. So, uh, you know, you had no rough, so you could, you could pretty much get it on the green from anywhere. But, you know, the balls, balls change a lot. You know, we, the ball's going probably 15 yards further, so they need to make the golf course, give it a little mm -hmm. uh, defense, you know, to protect it, itself from the length that the golf ball's going now. But... Uh, that golf course is all about putting the ball in the right position. Yeah. I mean, the greens are so fast. They're so good. But, I mean, not only are you trying to trying to play good, it's the Masters. I right. mean, to us, that's the, that's the biggest tournament in the United States probably. I tell people that, and I've been there twice, I tell people that uh, have not been there, it's so much different, as you know, in person as opposed to watching it on television. You see it on television, you don't appreciate the elevation changes, the humps and bumps in the fairway, a lot of false fronts on, on the front of the green and runoffs on the side. It's a lot different in person, isn't it? Now, when you walk out there in person, I walked out early uh, Monday morning for my practice round, and we were out there real early before people are out there, and I was like, what's that green out there? And then I started looking, I was like, that's the 18th green. Mm -hmm. It actually just sits out in the middle mm -hmm. of a big grass right. field. Yeah. And uh, the people shape that hole. And I was like, wait, that's 18. There's a big, you know, the scoreboard and everything. So, uh, <laughs> you know, to play when there's not when there's not the gallery there, it's a little different yeah. different uh, sight. You know? Yeah, yeah. You've played uh, in the Masters, as we just mentioned. You've played in the U.S. Open, the British, and the PGA. Which is your favorite out of all of those? Boy, you know, they're, they're all special. But, um, you know, I will say the golf fans in uh, in Europe are just amazing at the British Open. Uh, I was, I was lucky enough to play the British Open at St. Andrews and Royal Birkdale and some really good golf courses. And, uh, you know, they're, they're just they're great fans. over. They're not saying we don't have great fans yeah. over here. They, they do. But just the whole history of that's yeah, where golf exactly. started. Uh, it was really special to play it at, at St. Andrews. Exactly. I agree Open. with you. And that happens to be my favorite, uh, my favorite major because I've been there, you know, a couple of the courses in the road are there and played in, in – they're, but they're they're absolutely all great. Bob Hurt is back in uh, 2003, and it kind of curtailed a full-time playing uh, career, uh, if you will. What happened there, and, and how you doing with well, it? Well, my back went out on me in 03 at the Byron Nelson on the 18th tee on Sunday. Had a good round going, hit a tee ball. Luckily enough, I got it up onto the green and uh, shot 64 that day. And thought, okay, I'll go home and take a couple weeks off. You know, my, my back's hurting a little bit. And... Went home, and at the end of that week, I thought, well, maybe I'll try to hit a few balls. It still hurt, so I took another week off. And uh, at the end of three weeks, and it still hurt, I knew there was there's something's going yeah. on. I better go see a doctor. And uh, I went and saw a doctor, and 
I had a spinal stenosis, but it wasn't from age. It was just genetically my spinal nerve canal was about twice as small as a normal man. So any type of bulging disc I got, it would right. shut me down. Yep. Yep. So uh, I had in, I tried to rehab for about six months, and it lasted for about three days after six months of rehab. So then I went in and had surgery, and I was bed rest for 10 weeks. Where I went to the bed, to the shower, and back to bed yep. for 10 weeks. And uh, it, was, it was hard. You know, I lost the feeling in my feet. Mm -hmm. And uh, had to, you know, I've gotten all my feeling back now. And, you know, I had uh, my, my spine was routed out from uh, L3 all the way to S1. And, you know, I've got great feeling now. But every so often I get little setbacks yeah. here and there. Yeah, And it's not that uh, uncommon to have that, is it? No, you know, yeah. you know, I, I had some doctors say, oh, I can't believe, you know, you can't go back to golfing now. You know, uh, you look like you're in great shape. You're working out every day. And I'm like, yeah, but you just don't understand how it hurts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, golf is really tough on the back. Golf's very hard. In the ba on the back, in the back, and also in your head. As, uh, as, uh, and, that, and that's what keeps us coming back, uh, loving the game. All right, time to talk about the uh, Masters in a little more depth with Bob May. So we're going to get right into our segment that we call Tournament Scorecard. And here it is. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Golf and Other Four-Letter Words. Bob May, along with Dennis Silver, is going to talk about the Masters uh, that just concluded yesterday. And if you're just arriving here from another planet uh, and you don't know, long-hitting uh, lefty Bubba Watson wins the 2012 Masters by defeating South African Louis Oosthuizen on the second playoff hole. Uh, to win his first major championship. Uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, in my mind, though, uh, and we'll, again, talk about it in a little bit, not to distract from Bubba, but he kind of had to share the story, of course, with Louis Oosthuizen having the double eagle that he did. Very, very rare. I guess what they said, the fourth only in Masters history on number two, the par five, which was just absolutely uh, awesome. Uh, and I don't know if you saw it live when it was happening. No, but, I did not uh, it see It was that. just incredible. Just absolutely no, incredible. I mean, to make a two on number yeah. two, that, I mean, what a way to start a round. Yeah, yeah what a way to start a round, exactly. But, you know, and congratulations to Bubba. Uh, played well, obviously. Pulled it out when he had to. All, all the accolades and kudos. In my mind, though, uh, Bob, I want to ask you, as you know, Phil Mickelson on the par 3 fourth hole uh, takes a triple bogey six, uh, but yet plays well enough to come back, missing the playoff by just two shots. Uh, uh, his ball goes left into a bunch of junk. Uh, tries to hit it out of a bunch of garbage rather than taking a drop. He had a bunch of options there. Puts it in the bunker. Bottom line is takes a six. How would you? And I, I thought he made a terrible mistake there. He could have even gone back to the tee, knocked yeah. it on, maybe hoped for four. How would you have played it in the same situation, knowing that hole? Wow. I mean, knowing that hole, it's not an easy shot hitting. No. Hitting into that. Absolutely green, back not. Back to the tee. So I'm sure he was thinking that already. Um, and. You know, you always second guess after it doesn't turn out when you try to hit it. So, I mean, if he would have hit out and it w and he pulled it off, he would have been a hero. But you never know. So I, I think really that he had he thought he had a good chance of knocking that out onto the green. Yeah, yeah. And don't forget, you know, as you know, Phil's left-handed. He tried to hit a right-handed shot there. You know, tough number one. But when you're entangled in the ivy and the weeds and all of this stuff, 
makes it even that much tougher. But I, I just question his judgment. You know, it's always easy to be a uh, uh, you know armchair quarterback, a Sunday quarterback. You sure. know, the next day. But I, I think he could have saved himself at least one shot that could have maybe got him into the playoff. But uh, we will never know. But you know, for a T3 isn't all that bad in the Masters. By the way, before we forget, a mutual friend of ours, congratulations to former UNLV standout. Andres Gonzalez, you know, the guy with the real long hair, uh, won his first uh, uh, tour event, won the Soboba Golf Classic in California for his first win. Picks up a check, I think, for about 135000 so he's going to be buying lunch for a while. Yeah, we'll, we'll let Andres buy us lunch for, you know, for a couple of days. Yeah, for a couple of days, but congratulations, Tim. Good, good guy. Also, there's a lot of ways, as you know, to uh, get a hold of us. Uh, you can send us your email, and that's simply golf at vegasvideonetwork.com. We've got a toll-free line for you, 1-866-966-4599. If you want to ring us up on the telephone, if you prefer to go into the live chat room, just go on our homepage, Vegas, vegasvideonetwork.com, hit that little live chat icon and send us your questions, comments, suggestions, your gripes, whatever. Send us money. We're not caring. Uh, we're also, uh, you, if you missed the show, if you missed Bob and I on this episode, we archive the shows. Just go to VegasVideoNetwork.com, find the show, click it on. We're on iTunes. We're on YouTube a lot because the network is a YouTube partner. We're, uh, we've got Roku television going. Uh, Sundays uh, from, tw from noon, Saturday, I'm sorry, from noon on, on AM 1400 KSHP re-airs all of the videos uh, of all of the shows on the network. So uh, keep that in mind. All right, uh, time for a break or a second segment? Break, all right. Bob and I are going to step away, take a short break here on Golf and Other Four-Letter Words. And when we return, we'll have our second segment, a real fun one for you called Birdies and Bogeys. So stay with us. We're back with you right after this. Traditional media believes that after about three minutes, you'll tune out. Most Vegas media companies think if it doesn't jiggle, you won't tune in. At the Vegas Video Network, we think both are wrong. The Vegas Video Network is the first and only live online broadcast network that specializes in insider news and expert views about Vegas. We combine great storytelling with the ability to watch when and where you want on your computer, mobile device, or television. Discover the real Las Vegas. Visit VegasVideoNetwork.com. All right, we're back, everybody, with uh, more golf and other four-letter words right here on the Vegas Video Network. He's Bob May. I'm Dennis Silvers. Birdies and bogeys, Bob. I'm going to give you some uh, snippets of some stuff. Let yeah. me know your opinion. Tell me if you think it's a birdie, a bogey, a double bogey, whatever you think. And you, uh, this one, you've got experience with this, of course, being a tour player. Uh, Jason Duffner, who you very well uh, might know, apparently had some room on his shirt over the weekend at the Masters and at the very last deal was able to cut a deal uh, with Wyndham Hotel and Resorts for just the weekend there at the Masters uh, where he wore their logo uh, on, his, on his pocket in front of his shirt, uh, and that came with a bonus uh, and a possible contract extension if Jason went ahead and won the Masters, which, of course, he did not. So now I understand he's got to deal with Motel 6. Yeah, 
I say it's, it's a birdie. A, I mean, you, absolutely. I mean, it's a it's a win win situation. Yeah, yeah. But that's kind of unusual, isn't it? The last minute deal. Have you ever had somebody approach you and all your sponsors saying, "Bob, can you wear this for a couple of days or a month or something?" You know, when when we play over in Asia, we've had things like that happen. You know, ask us to wear this or that. But um, in all my contracts, I'm I'm overseas or here yeah. in the U.S., so I I have no yeah. option of doing that. Yeah, but it's a birdie. What that's what they wear the clothes for, and the hat, exactly. and the whole deal in the bag, to get all that all that stuff on it, and uh, and get paid for it. Very underrated player, Jason. Duffy. Yes, he is. He's a very underrated player. He's a, he's a very quiet, yeah, quiet, nice young man. People kind of misread him, you know, because he's so quiet. And, but he could play. He could he could flat he's out play. He's very he very played good. great last year in the yeah, PGA. He, he did great right in the Masters. Absolutely. All right, it's reported that if uh, Louis Hustazen went on to win the Masters, and of course he lost in a playoff, the ball he used to make the albatross, a.k.a. double eagle, uh, that he threw into the crowd, and by the way was caught by a guy by the name of uh, Wayne Mitchell, would be worth $20,000. However, because of the fact that he didn't win the tournament, the ball's value dropped, to about 2500 bucks. That's what it would be estimated. He got the ball back, by the way, and he donated it to Augusta National because of the double eagle. But I don't know. You think if the guy kept on kept the ball, you, you think he would have, you know, could have sold it, kept it for the 2500 or the 20 grand or something? Um, Smart on his part to give it back. Yeah, I mean, if if Louis wanted it back, I mean, yeah. I'm sure it went through his head beforehand, you know, do I want to keep this or not? And, uh, you know, decided to throw it, you know. He, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. So, Which I'm uh, surprised, though, that he would just, you know, without the, hey, I, I just made a double eagle with this. This is history here. I ain't giving it to anybody. I'm not right. flipping it into the crowd. Well, I don't know. I, I'm going to say it, that's a par. <laughs> <laughs> it's neither or. Yeah. All right. Well, it worked out well because Augusta Nationals getting it, uh, you know, for their collection of stuff and everything. So, all right. Uh, Australia's golf officials are wondering if, uh, and I can only say this one time, it's a long story, wondering if Tiger Woods will show up to play in the Australian Masters since they have decided not to pay him the $2 million appearance fee that he formally commanded. They admit a no-show by Tiger uh, would cost them millions in uh, lost revenue. But they've had it with him, not playing good. They didn't like the annex that he pulled uh, at Augusta National, yet to be seen whether he's going to get in trouble with the tour. Uh, birdie or bogey on their thinking? What do you think? Well, my, my opinion, it's a bogey on their thinking. Uh, Tiger's a big draw. Yeah. You want your tournament to be successful, you got to have Tiger Woods in it. And, uh, you know, Tiger, I mean, not taking anything from Arnold and Jack and Trevino and Player and all these guys, but he's the biggest draw right now. And uh, yep. to have him in the field, you know, he, he's made the purses what he, they are. He did, and they said on the wire they paid him too, but they brought in $34 million bucks with his last appearance. So, I mean, do the math. Yeah, exactly. Do the math. So, but, you know. That you know, they'll see. There's a lot of guys out there that do, you know, throw their club down and do this, that, sure. and the other. But 
they're not on TV as much as he is, so exactly they don't get right. caught. Exactly right. You know, it's and nice to know that he cares, right? That's exactly right. He's emotional. All these guys yeah. are emotional. Everybody does it. Pros, amateurs. I mean, it's just it's just the nature of the game. It's so frustrating. So, but that's why everybody likes it. All right, I'll tell you what. Again, Bob and I are going to step away for a short station ID. We come back. Get your paper ready. Get your pens ready. We've got some great questions that were emailed in by our viewers that uh, Bob's going to answer, help you and me with our golf game. Uh, so stay tuned. we come back, we're going to have Handicap Helper. This is David Ivey from Pub Crawl. It's funny because this is David from... You should, you should, no, you should just leave it on. Hi, I'm David Ivey from Pub Crawl, and you're watching the Vegas Video Network. And scene. All right, welcome back, everybody, to uh, just about the end of the show. We've got some uh, great golf tips uh, that we're going to be hearing from Bob May vis-a-vis uh, -vis some great questions that were sent in. And Bob, we're going to start with this one from Bernard. He said he's tall. He's six foot four and needs longer clubs. Really? Uh, what's the rule of thumb, Bob, for getting the proper length clubs? I guess when you get fitted. Well, when you get though, fitted. For somebody that long. Right. That, that long, that big. When you that get tall. fitted, you know, the person should should take all that in consideration. Uh, believe it or not, I'm only five foot seven, and my clubs are an inch over because I don't no like kidding. to bend over that much. Yeah. Um, so what they need to do is go get properly fitted. But at six foot four, um, if I'm fitting you, I'm going to put you in at least an inch to an inch and a half over standard length. Yeah. And then we'll match your lie to that. Yeah. You got and you got to remember good good point about the uh, about the lie angle and the whole thing because that's that's just important also. Andrew hits his iron shots a lot of times. He thinks too much on the bottom of the club. What's proper? He wants to know, and I guess by that he means, you know, he's a groove or you know too low or something. Where should he be hitting these things? Obviously well, in the center, but where? Right yeah. in the center. Um, you know, a lot of it depends. Are are you playing on real tight fairways? Or are you playing on fluffy fairways? If the fairway's fluffy and you're hitting it, you know, on the bottom groove, then you're probably not staying down on it. But if it's on a tight fairway, it's hard to get it up high on the face. Right. So, uh, you know, a lot of it depends on surface. I would say you usually want to catch it, you know, from the bottom groove up to about the fifth or sixth groove. That would be probably the sweet spot. Anything too high on the face, the ball's going to come off a little dead. And obviously, if you catch it with the leading edge in the middle of the ball, it's going to come off thin. Yeah, exactly right. And that's never happened to us, you know. But that's true. If you come out of the shot, you raise your arms, you raise the club, you're going to get it more on the bottom. Sure. So, I mean, I think so. So I think a lot of it depends on the on the surface in which yeah. he's playing. In. Yeah. Scott, somebody in uh, live chat. <laughs> oh, hello. Probably the best question I've ever seen on this show. Gene wants to know how do I get the golf cart the golf cart girl to go out with me. <laughs> <laughs> I wow. don't know. I think Bob's had more experience with I, that. I haven't had any experience. <laughs> I've been married 20 years, so uh, you know that's a great question. I, I don't know. Uh, Gene, email me after the show. I give you. I'll tell you what I've heard. So I have a couple hundred yeah. dollar bills hanging out of your pocket, maybe. <laughs> and the, that'll get it every time. And I guess it depends where you play. Good question, Gene. Let us know how you uh, how you make out. All right. Tommy isn't sure about how much flex to have in his swing. Please help. I guess when he's bouncing up and down, or he's too tall, or whatever. What? 
What kind of you hear about knee flex all the time, Bob? Well, I mean, knee flex. You shouldn't. I I, I recommend not a whole bunch of knee flex. I, I like to see them bend at their waist over. You know, just very little knee flex, uh, because the more you flex your knees, the more it changes your center of gravity. So it's going to change your point of where the club's going to hit. If you stay, you know, you flex it on the way down. As you as you're rotating out, you're going to be turning faster, and you're going to want to come up come out of up, that right. position. So I would think of more of a rotation than I would a knee flex. I would try to rotate more and keep your knee flex about the same. As you rotate back, the right leg will straighten, and it's going to do just the opposite. As you rotate through the ball, the left leg will straighten. Great advice, but you don't want the right leg totally straightened, do you? Because not that's, totally, uh, but that's not going totally. to tip you over to the left a little bit. Right. Yeah. Not, not totally, but a lot of people teach, you know, with the right leg, keep the right leg flexed, put, hold a beach ball between. Right. I'm not a believer that. You look at Ben Hogan's swing, you look at Byron Nelson's swing, all the old classic swings that everyone loves. If you look at video, their right leg, or you look at pitchers, their right leg will straighten. It does not stay in a flex position. It will have little flex bit of flex. It, it will flex. have flex in it, but they do not keep it with like a beach right. ball between their legs. No. Okay. All right. Great advice. Great advice. Uh, Scotty wants a good rule of thumb for uh, putting so-called gap wedges in your bag. I guess he's talking maybe about what degree of loft should I should well, I put think, in my bag. I think gap wedges are great. Uh, you know, especially if you don't hit. I mean, how often do you hit a two iron or a three iron? You don't hit them that often. So uh, basically, uh, I got rid of my two iron, and uh, I, I carry. I got rid of my three iron. I actually carry a hybrid, hybrid. now, and then I added a gap wedge because for for myself, I notice I have a lot of shots between 80 and 125 yards. So I filled a gap that I had in there between my wedge was a you know 135 right. to 115 yards, and I hit my sandwich like 112 at most. So I had a pretty big gap in yeah. that area. Because to hit a wedge, you know, 115 yards, I was really swinging pretty easy at it. Yeah. And in a pressure situation, I w I'd like to swing a little, a little harder. harder at it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I put a gap wedge in this year. That's uh, very, very good. All right, last question. Edward would like some advice as to what you think are one or two very good golf-specific exercises. Exercises. Uh, you know, I know a lot of the guys out there don't think it's very manly to go do Pilates, but uh, Pilates is great. It strengthens you and gives you range of motion. Every golfer could use range of motion. It, you know, you get flexibility and strength out of it. I know uh, a lot of guys go, oh, you go to Pilates. You know, women do Pilates. I'm telling you, for golf, it's great. Mm -hmm. Plus, there's some good-looking women in there. Yeah, yeah. Do you have to wear the tights and stuff like that? No, you, you know, I, I, now that, you know, the tights don't look good with hairy legs. The hair goes <laughs> through the tights, you know. It's just not very attractive. Yeah. <laughs> no, Pilates is excellent. I know a lot of guys, not, no, some guys that do it, and they, they, all, they all swear by it. All right, real quickly, let's talk about your new adventure, the Bob May Golf Academy out at Silverstone. And... Uh, how are people going to find you, get a hold of you? What are you guys offering there? What are you specializing in? I know we were just talking about club fitting a while ago. What are you guys doing out there? Well, out at Bob May Golf Academy, you could go to bobmaygolfacademy.com. And uh, what it is, it's, it's myself and Jeff Gallagher, former tour player. We have about 45 years of PGA Tour experience between the two of us. Um, you know, Jeff's fully retired. I'm still playing. Yeah. But, you know, one of these days I'm going to, you know, end up retiring and, uh, I love golf. You know, I play golf because I love it. Mm -hmm. uh, back when I started, you can make a decent living, but you can't make a living like what we do now. I mean, right. that wasn't heard of. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I love being around the game. I want to give back to the game. Uh, 
We do have, uh, we have all V1 systems in two bays. We're, we have TrackMan 3 coming. Nice. And uh, yes, we are a full ping fitting system. Right. I, I mean, I'm sure everyone saw the Masters yesterday. Boy, you know, did three they. Three out of the top four were ping yeah, equipment Yeah, that's pretty people. strong. <laughs> that is pretty so, strong. Uh, that's excellent. And you're working with juniors also as well we, as we adults. We love it. Juniors, adults, everybody. Women, we, we, uh, we cater to everyone. Uh, if you go on to the BobMayGolfAcademy.com, we have our, uh, our rates, our lesson plans. Uh, we try to make the f this website friendly, so it, it's pretty easy. You go in there and pick what instructor you want. Uh, our phone numbers are there. You could call us and book, or you could book online, and we'd Great. love to have you out. Great, and of course, if you if you do that, and, if you, and you could always call Silverstone, and they'll they'll connect you out to these guys, and they'll yes. they'll, they'll find them for you. So uh, no problems. Uh, somebody in live chat, Scott. Yeah, Mig wants to know, will Bob be playing in the uh, the Vegas tournament? I think that's the Shriners. Tournament. Yeah, Justin Timberlake Shriners. Will you be playing in that tournament? Well, no, I haven't got a uh, I haven't got an invite to the Las Vegas tournament since the Shriners took over. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, I guess I'm not worthy of it. Um, I would love to play. I ride in every year and try to get into it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just... Uh, I guess something they don't they don't think I'm an asset to be out there. The last time I played the tournament, I finished fifth, and I've never been invited back. Maybe you played too good for them or something. They paid you, you know, whatever. I don't know, but it that is silly. I, I think that's one of the things they need. And, of course, you know, and we've talked about it on the show, they're having some issues out there with a whole lot of things, but they really do need to pay attention to more of the local professionals here, uh, you know, like Bob. And we've got a wonderful contingency of guys that have graduated uh, UNLV, some of them do play, some of them don't. But uh, you know, hopefully we could uh, we could get that uh, we'll get that straightened out. Good so. news is that the network has decided we will completely boycott Justin Timberlake. Music. All right, there you go, <laughs> there no you more. go, there yeah, you go. We don't need to boycott him. Yeah. Uh, you know, one way to get it is I need to play better, and I'll get in. Yeah, so. real quickly. Also, you I know you're playing uh, some nationwide events and maybe some PGA Tour events. Where where are we going to see you next team it up in competition? Well, I hope to go back out. My back was bothering me a little bit, so I guess it was kind of good timing because we're getting this golf academy off the ground. So uh, I'm going to try to go out probably in the next two weeks, start playing again. And uh, so the way the nationwide tour is this year, I'll be out two weeks and home two weeks okay. for uh, so, so I can still uh, good. be at the academy and, and teach. That's good. So you'll be busy. Uh, yeah, it, it keeps me busy, but you know what? It keeps me at the golf course. I have a lot of hobbies that yeah, take me away from the golf course. So yeah. it's good that I'm doing this because it keeps me at the golf course. When I don't have lessons, I'm out practicing all the time. So uh, hopefully we'll have a good year this year. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Best of luck. Good Thank job. You, Dennis. Good job. Welcome back anytime. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Golf and Other Four-Letter Words right here on the Vegas Video Network. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be right back here, same place, same time next week with another guest. Until then, fairways and greens, everybody. Have a good week, and we'll see you all back next time.